Hey lovely people, welcome back to another episode of Caught Up in the Rapture and today in the studio we have myself, Leah, we have Maxine, hey, we have Tiana, hello, and we have Sarah, hi, and we also have remotely with us, Sylvia, hiya, so the conversation we're going to be having today is around people's faith and how that influences the decisions they make within their their relationships and sexuality so as a non-christian non i'm of no faith at all but i can't can't say it doesn't have an influence on me because i'm surrounded by people that are of different denominations and I've got family members that I look up to and respect and obviously they follow certain teachings so I'm influenced by certain things they may have said to me in the past and how I, I, I um, conduct myself in public. You don't see me out here um, just skinning out everywhere sort of thing. That's up to you if you want to do that. But I personally, that's not what I do. But it doesn't mean that it, I'm not, it's because, oh, I'm religious or anything like that. Because I do have a lot of people that will say to me, oh, but you seem like you you're, you go to church, right? You go to church, you seem like a, you know, a woman of faith. And I'm like, really? What, what, what does that look like? <laughs> you know? It's like, mm. little, little did I know, I've just come back from a, a, a dungeon, like where I've just been dogged. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that you know for me it's like you do you is it do I carry myself a certain way because of the influences in my life or or is that just me is that is that like is that like my little um cover up like I just I'm out here in the streets doing madness but really and truly I'm like acting like I'm the perfect housewife that everybody knows that I'm not (laughs) come see my kitchen right now anyway (laughs) so yeah I just wanted to talk to everyone and just see how does their their spirituality relate to their choices they make in life okay so I want to open it up um who would like to go first I don't want to pressure anyone anyone want to step out and just say something I I can start okay go for it Sarah I I love it I love it (laughs) No, just just start talking. Okay, this so um, for me, I'm a Christian. I grew up as a Christian. My mom, my whole family's um, Christian, and um, I try to abstain from sex because I feel like if I'm going to church and then having sex, then I'm contradicting myself, and I find it hard to actually have that relationship with God if I know that I'm doing something that's wrong. Um, but that's not to say I don't fall short at times or that I haven't. It happens, but it, it's a, it's like a struggle. It's like my own little battle at times because when you meet someone and you have that connection, sometimes it's like that's the next step, but you know that what you're doing is wrong. Um, and it's not to judge anyone because, I mean, I've done it myself, but it's just that's, that's my own little battle that I've mm-hmm. had um, in terms of my relationship with God and, and sex. Yeah, but I try my best not to, but it has and does happen. Okay, so I mean, thank you for being honest yeah. about how you know your your lifestyle and you know experiences. Um, I personally, I can, 
I've been in relationship with people that are of the faith and I've felt uncomfortable in a sense of being that partner and I feel like almost like I'm the person that's leading them astray. But then they sometimes they they want to be quite sensual with me, and it's like, but no no no, I don't want I don't want to be the one that your your parents are looking like. Mm-hmm. You are the influence. You are causing my child to stray and do X Y and Z. So, from my point of view, I found it difficult to be in a relationship with someone of any faith. It's because I just don't I don't want to be that person that's frowned upon. I I've been called a heathen. You remember I'm. Well, anyway, um, in the past, I've mentioned on the podcast that I've been called a heathen by someone. And it was actually the person I was seeing. He referred to me as the heathen. Like, oh, yeah, she's a heathen. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's like, where are you going with this? It's like, I did not lead you astray. Our relationship. Exactly. We're two adults consenting here. So well, that's from, his battle, though, isn't it? Right, that's exactly, exactly. And so for me, that's why I just I I find I'll be honest. I do sort of like yeah, I'm not interested if you are of any faith because I just don't want to be in that position that um you feel that I'm pressuring you or anything like that. Although you have your own mind, I just don't want to be an influence in that. So I avoid it. Which which I guess for some people. It, it works, that works for them. But other people, it's just like, you know, how do they, how do you have a relationship with somebody like yourself that, that is trying to abstain? Do you find it that you're being pressurised by the individual you're seeing or are they also of the same faith as you and so you're both on the same journey together? For me, um, with my experience, they've also been Christian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they've pressured me. No, Nobody's ever pressured me. It's just... Okay it's happened Mm -hmm. and then after i would feel bad about it and i've had cases where um i've decided to stop and then i think for me if it if the relationship ends then it ends um i would never feel like pressured into doing or into having sex with someone just because um that's the path i'm following and they're doing something different Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i think i can respect that you take you know you've made the decision not to date people who have a faith because like you said it could it could make them feel like they're being pressurized by you mm. and, and i don't want to i don't want to change someone's journey mm. because because that's what my agenda is do you see what i mean it's like if you're on that journey i respect you for being on that journey and so we could be cool but we're not going to have that kind of a relationship yeah i get it it's yeah like two different pathways I feel like um, I completely identify with some of the things that you've said, Sarah, because I, um, just like you, I grew up in a very Christian environment and I um, went to church every Sunday with my auntie. We were going to Sunday school. I grew up in a church. I became a youth leader. There was lots of things that were put on me in terms of being not a model Christian, but there is something uh. that you could, I could mentor something, right? So I got a boyfriend in church and yeah, it was great. And then we get we got pregnant. And and I say we because a lot of the time... <laughs> I like that you said the, we. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the time it's the girl who fell yeah. pregnant. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a big thing. Mm. It was massive. And, um, you know, the leader of the church came down and this person came down and talked to us all separately. It was, it was very, very overwhelming. 
on the back of that i moved away from church not from my faith but mm. from church from the people mm. because their their opinions were too big like you don't have to have such a strong opinion about me having sex um mm -hmm. and i i was away from the church for a really long time i'm back at church not as often as i used to be but i have two big kids now who i love very much and yeah i was happy that with the decisions that i made back then um yeah so that's what i'll say for now <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough thank you but um leah the the, the decisions that you've made mm. i do understand about not being the main influence for having such a, a healthy appetite with sex mm. if you want to be with someone and you must be comfortable in your skin yeah. and not be judged mm. because you have that healthy appetite so yeah. yeah getting that person who's on your journey is, is is better for you and it's better for them yeah 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 and maxine any comments or feelings at this moment well, um, thank you for sharing because it's kind of um, it's, these questions are kind of interesting to pose on oneself. Um, so I didn't really grow up in the church as I kind of assume you guys did in terms of going every Sunday and things like that. My mum did. I did go to church some days with my my mum. Um, it wasn't very often, but my mum is she's not she's religious, but not in the way that she goes to church. She would have her Bible out and you know sing a couple of hymns and. Mm -hmm. that would be really it but she did encourage my sister and I to go to Sunday school so you went to Sunday school every Sunday Sunday mm -hmm. convention mm -hmm. all, all those things um, and I even but after that I kind of got older and just grew away from it other things were interesting and things like that um, so I moved away from it but I think in those, those founda foundation years of going to Sunday school mm -hmm. and kind of being taught the Bible mm -hmm. and the and the you know the the testaments and the books of you know there's a lot of things that stuck with me so and I'm gonna bring one up that's just a random one but I remember being taught that whenever you cross the road like at zebra crossing for example um always thank the person the driver because you don't know if it's Jesus driving the car kind of thing <laughs> <Really>? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, these things as a child stuck with me. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, if somebody knocks on your on your door, be be nice to them. Don't slam the door. You know, be nice to them because you don't know that could be Jesus. So I always had this fear that Jesus was always around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he'd pop up at any time. Mm -hmm. So even to this day, as big as I am, I cross the road. I'm thanking people for stopping that because of that. That's what I've learned and remembered. Yeah. So do you think I'm just going to be really, really out there with it? So do you thank Jesus after you? Every yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> And that's what I said. I was speaking to you about this, Leah. Like when you said the answer to your question before, I was thinking a little bit. It, it it wasn't. And again, it's these questions that get you to think about things, yeah. But there was a little part of me, like when I was having sex, thinking, "Who's who's in it? <laughs> you know, is it just me one? Do, do, do you know what I mean?" But and it's silly. But that's what no, I no, grew up right. with. Yeah. No, no, no. But I was the same, yeah. right? So as much as I said, yeah, I'm, I didn't grow up religious. I did go to Sunday school. I, mm -hmm. I love going to Sunday school. Because I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person that loves to join in the conversation, be part of the community. Mm -hmm. And so on a Sunday, if it wasn't I was going with my cousins to church, I was going to the local um uh, was it um church of england where i live i was in i was in yeah. there because i loved talking yeah. right so it was my spot. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, so i was always there with questions and things like that and i love that kind of unity and community mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. side of things so so obviously there is an influence upon me 
yes, I did. F- I I had that kind of like there were certain things that couldn't be answered mm. for me. So that's why I say I didn't take that pathway. Mm. But I, I it's still a part of me. And like you were saying, that whole thing of like is someone watching? Like it, who knows what I'm doing? Mm. I had that about masturbation. Right. It was like. Mm-hmm. someone's watching me masturbate yeah. like you know what I mean because there's, there's always that stick stigma oh it's going to make you go blind it's going to make you and so as so as a kid yeah when you hear something like that it just sticks in your it head does, it does <laughs> it just sticks in your head I have never heard that before. you've never heard about no, masturbation can make you go blind really? yeah oh wow yeah that was said about boys that's why I've heard it more about boys yeah, masturbating yeah. that make you go blind yeah. I've never heard it about girls but I have heard it yeah because as a, as a child they kind of make masturbation seem like it is just boys that does mm. that but then when you find that like oh I can touch myself it's like that's masturbating it was actually my mum because I was I was doing something she's like you're doing mental masturbation and I was like no I'm not I would never I would never and it's like so, so basically if you're you know like if you shake your leg yeah they say it's like a form of stimulation so some people they do it as a comfort thing oh, right. and um so you you do these things and so my mum made me have it in my head I was like I'm just here masturbating all the time sort of thing yeah so and I remember going to her like, I don't masturbate, mom. And she's like, oh, no, I was just trying to make a point. And I was like, but the way you said yeah. it is now stuck in yeah. my head that I'm every time I shake my leg, I am masturbating. Or rock, or rock. Because <laughs> yeah, some people yeah, do rock in exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's it's that self-stimulating. Soothing. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, yeah. But my mom didn't explain that to me. Mm. Just like, you know you're going to go blind from, from masturbating and all these different things. And so it just stuck in my head. So I was like, who's watching me? You know, am I going to go to hell now? All these different things. Mm. So, yeah, that did. As I grew I think, up, I, I th- thought about that. I think that feeling, I didn't ever think, am I going to hell? I just thought that it's, it's, it's God watching me. Like what's really going on? But I think that's about myself and my values and mm. what I think about doing having sex or masturbating mm-hmm. that's about me mm-hmm. and i'm projecting it elsewhere yeah. but it's really about me mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's about how i feel comfortable in that space what i how i feel comfortable about doing it how i feel you know so i think I, hearing it now hearing myself talk i, I think i was projecting that onto Look at you doing the work all I, by yourself listen, I, I like that girl <laughs> well, I mean, listen, the podcast had me working girlfriend what <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so didn't work, um, but uh, no, but it is, and because you know these podcasts, like I said, I've I've, I've listened to all of them now. Yeah, I'm a I'm, a, I'm an avid fan. <laughs> She's a top fan. <laughs> of really, not once, but and um, but it's really allowed me to explore my thoughts mm. about sex and about you know it's about everything. I'm I'm big of age, and I'm like, have I been under a rock? But it's good because I'm now in a new phase of life where I can still explore. I can still yeah. kind of yeah, change my mindset. So there's no yeah. reason why mm-hmm. you can't explore these things. Absolutely. Like, like you were saying, Sarah. You know, the fact that you're abstaining, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you don't get to explore when you're with your partner. If you have that kind of relationship, you should be able to be open to talking about that and exploring together if mm-hmm. that's what you want. Sorry, Sylvia. We didn't even get around to your thoughts and opinions no, just, of this whole thing so go for it that's okay um i was just touching on what everybody kind of like said like from you know from a very young age um you know i've been, i've grown up in um you know church and things of that nature and most of my clients have also grown up in church and one of the things that always tends to come up for them 
is the fact that, you know, church has had a very, very, very large impact on how they view themselves sexually, what they can do, what they can't do, when they do things, how they feel about it and things of that nature. And there's something that uh, I think it was Maxine that just said, you know, um, in terms of the meanings that she's put on, you know, masturbating and having sex and things of that, and her thinking it's a projection and all that stuff. But obviously when you, you, when, when you're born, you know, you don't have all of these things or meanings about what sex is, what religion is and all of that. It's kind of put onto us. So that's one of the things that, you know, religion is, it's put onto us and we're given the meanings of what religion is based on sex and, what you were even saying about, um, you know, masturbation being something that can bring in, you know, um, blindness. It can bring in, remember we were talking last time and we were talking about spies saying how when you masturbate, you, um, you bring in all these demons into your life and exactly, all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all, you know, the meanings that we've put on. Some of it is not even from the Bible. Some of it mm. is like what human beings have added on to yes. the meaning of yes. religion and things yes. of that nature. And people are just living under that because they've been told that sex is, you know, sex is for wedlock and things like that. Mm-hmm. But for me and what, for what I do and how I help my clients, I kind of have to kind of separate everything. So I separate themselves from what they've been taught to what they want their sex life to be like. Do you go? I mean, and sometimes it is taking some of the things I've learned from re- religion and still imparting it in their lives, but sometimes it's not because everyone has sexual templates that sometimes don't abide, should I say, with what they've been taught in their um, in their upbringing, and it's up to them to either live by what they've been um, taught without any um, without any guilt, or to actually explore and see what they really do like and actually accommodate that into their lives and still serve God. Do you get what I mean? It's just, we kind of put so much meaning on if we do things, God is going to hate us, God is going to do this, we're, gonna, we're not going to be seen as Christians. But all of that is, again, is all the meanings that we put on, on, on the Bible or the meanings that we put from what we learn from the Bible. So um, that's really my little input, to be fair. But that, that, it, it is, I think religion for me and my clients is one of the biggest, is one of the biggest um, uh, intersections, should I say, mm. um, when I'm speaking to my clients. Definitely. I think what we're taught, like the agenda, is mm-hmm. for young people to be pure mm. and holy. Mm. Um, and yes. yes, go into a relationship and get married and then have mm. children because that's yeah. what sex is for. Yeah. Sex is for making babies. It's not for... Yeah. Enjoyment and mm. sensuality mm. and stuff like that. So we, I know that there was no conversation as I was growing up through church that was about mm-hmm. sensuality or mm-hmm. more than sex. Like, why do we even have it? Um, and some of the things that we are taught are from is it is a, a male a male mm-hmm. agenda? I have to say male because most church is led mm. by males, mm-hmm. but the praying mothers are the ones that keep us going. Do you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would agree that there is lots, there's not lots of teaching in the Bible. I know there's Song of Songs, but in that, I'm sure that relationship is in a wedlock situation. It's very sensual mm. and it's a short book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, 
there's not that much in terms of sexuality. Mm. Okay. If I remember rightly. I'd need to read it again. I should have read it before I come on in. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> um, also, one more thing I would like to add, even in regards to that. I mean, God doesn't make mistakes. And if you even look at the biology of, you know, the male and female anatomy, I mean, the only thing on a body that is made for pleasure is the female clitoris. And God don't make no mistakes. So I understand that, you know, sex is for procreating. However, it's also for enjoyment as well. It must be because there is no other function for the clitoris aside for giving pleasure. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? So again, it's, I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's a tricky one because obviously, like I said, I, I also grew up in, in the, in the, in the church. Um, and, um, there has been a lot of things that I've had to kind of really unlearn, um, to kind of even do what I'm doing with my clients at the moment. Um, and it is, I mean, when I first started doing it, I felt like I was cheating on Jesus. I can't lie to you. I really feel like, gosh, am I really going against everything my Savior told me? However, um, it's not that I was going against what he, he told me. I had to actually see what was in the Bible and see what people have added on to that because they, there's things like such as soul ties and all that. None of that is in the Bible. The only thing that it's going to be it's about soul ties in the Bible is a positive. I can't even remember the scripture now, but it's to do with a friendship. It's not even to do with sex. Do you get what I mean? So we add so much more onto what is in the Bible to kind of make ourselves look a lot more righteous and make ourselves look a lot more um, holy. And um, yeah, it, it, is, it is a struggle for um, a lot of people, can't lie. So, um, you met, so you mentioned soul ties and I was talking mm. about um, the chemicals with, that occur when you're having sex. And I feel like it's important to take that into account because although maybe someone might not believe in soul ties, ke those chemicals mm -hmm. can create that bond in your mind. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's something I think about as well because um, sometimes... Like, and can I, I ask, mm -hmm. can I ask is it, have, you, have you witnessed that for yourself? Definitely. I feel like when I do have sex with someone, you feel that bond, that connection. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say it's a negative thing, but mm. it, it's something that should be um, thought about because you don't know, for me anyway, I, this is something mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. about because I don't know where that sure. relationship is going. Mm. I don't know if it's for marriage and I don't want to have so many connections with different people that will not mm -hmm. be in my life. I, it's just the type of person I am with the energy. With mm. the energy. I don't like giving my energy to too many people like that, especially yeah. at that, that level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just something I... So can I ask, if in regards to, you know, the bonds and the connections, could you, could you have those bonds and connections without being sexual with that person? That is true as well. Those... Yeah, you definitely can. Mm -hmm. And so I, even mm -hmm. soul ties, soulmates, the term soulmates, I don't think it's just a romantic thing. You can have a soulmate. Mm. Friend, mm -hmm. You can have a soulmate. Yeah, that's a friend. That's it. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like when two, like, when two bodies connect, it's a different level mm -hmm. for me personally. Okay, yeah. I hear you. I I agree with that in terms of um, connecting when you know people come together sexually. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I I did have a kind of mentality that I could just switch that off. 
I can easily switch. I've got no connection with you. This is what it is. Let's get mm-hmm. it on. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was happy to turn the switch off. Um, getting older, however, I now that doesn't serve me. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't, mm. doesn't interest me, doesn't serve me. If I've ever got offered, please and no thank you. I'm happy to to just do my knitting or whatever. But at the time, I could easily switch off. My female friends used to say to me, well, some of my male friends used to say, like, you're moving like a man. You're moving like a, you know. And I'm like, is it? I'm just not connecting like that. Do you know what I mean? And 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 it kept it in the lane it was meant to be in. Yeah, we are not partners. Like, I remember seeing this guy. And I remember I used to go to his house. He say to me, oh, you know. On his ways. I say, can you bring me some? You're gonna be what you're cooking. You're gonna bring me some food, fam. It's not that dance, in it. Like, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay in your lane. Are you are you joking me, pal? No, stay in your lane. It's not that dance. Okay, this is what it is. Yeah, if you want me to bring you food, it moves into a different category and one I don't have an application for. So back on your piece. Stay there. <laughs> so yeah, I could switch yeah. off them, them kind of connections. Yeah, yeah. I think, and then again, again, that's even interesting because again, it would be the meaning that you're putting on to having sex with somebody. So again, it's I, I personally feel like when it comes to having sex, and it's the, it's the, well, like as you said, it's the meaning that we put onto it. So for you, Maxine, you're saying that you know you could easily go into a relationship with someone or have a sexual relationship with someone and not think about, you know, potentially having any type of a connection with them or a bond afterwards or a soul tie and all of that stuff. If you believe in that, that's when, you know, things can potentially come to pass that is in alignment of that, if that makes sense. Because sex is just sex. Sex is just, literally, sex is just sex. Sex is just being intimate with another person but it's all the other meanings that we've added onto it that makes it a lot more profound for a lot of people am i making sense yeah 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 Yeah. i think i think going into going into that that sexual relationship as it was uh, it was it was on the cast from the gate it wasn't like something that you know I had feelings, you had feelings, but I'm going to mm-hmm. keep it in this lane. It was a mutual, this is the lane it is in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the lane. Um, and if you want to, anything else out of that, then a conversation, a review needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're on the same yeah. page. <laughs> but what we're not going to do you know, I love that. For, for man perks in a dislay mm-hmm. we're not going to do that we're not going to shop yeah. we're not going to shop in Harrods with Primark money well, we're, not, we're, safe, <laughs> yeah? we're not doing that <laughs> no I hear that <laughs> we're not doing that yeah and okay so if you want to go to shop in Harrods get your Harrods mm-hmm. money in it okay. <laughs> now I'm going to hear that as well and also, and also that thing even in, in the church the meaning of sex and you know the responsibility of sex and who it's for and all of that stuff, it all also comes into play. So I have a lot of clients that have sex with their partners. They don't necessarily want to, but they've been told they have to serve mm-hmm. their partner. Anytime they, this partner wants mm-hmm. sex, they need to give it to them because they're married to them and all of that stuff. And to be honest, all of that encourages coercion, mm-hmm. it encourages, you know, sexual assault, it encourages all of that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm saying when, it, when, it, when there's just so much put on the responsibilities of having a sexual um, relationship when it comes to being at church, that some of it's fine, some of it's all good, but some of it is actually not, yeah. if I'm being totally honest. Mm. 
Can I just ask a question um, to Sarah directly? Um, around relationships in the church now. So this is, and this is kind of, I don't know if you call it stereotyping, but I'm just, I'm taking this from the viewpoint of um, the older generations and how parents our parents our aunts and uncles and influences that we had around us they they would be in marriages and they might not be happy in those marriages and they try and make it work and they'd stick in these mm-hmm. things for a long time and yes there's that sort of like um submission element for especially for a woman of an oldest generation that you know you use you, your subservient for, to your 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 husband is it still like that or is it is it now more of a a, a the, the a real companionship in the sense of like you know a bit more equality in the views of the the younger generation of how a relationship should be because that's that's, that's the only thing that sort of in real negative for me is like when things are not going well that individuals are feeling well because of our faith we need to stick at this is mm-hmm. it still is that still the same thing would you say it's oh, an interesting question i would say it's open to everybody yeah. but i just sort of because i know you're, you're, you're younger than I, you, i'm so. going to respond as well afterwards yeah. i'll respond afterwards I'll as well say a bit of both um i think no one would encourage um, like um, a couple to divorce mm. so I'm, I can't hear oh can you hear me sorry I keep turning um, so no one would encourage a couple to divorce um, so I would say people would or maybe the leader of the church would advise peop- um, the couple to find ways to try and work the marriage out whether you know it's counselling or or therapy or things like that but for me personally, in terms of like my family and um, the people I know, um, I would say it's probably a bit of both. Okay, so um, just, sorry, Sylvia, do you want to speak? Yeah, I mean, there, 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 there definitely, there definitely is the notion of you know submission, um, and but then obviously, if you go into, especially if you were to even go into that scripture we always forget the other bit where it says that the other species should also love the other I don't want to the thing is I don't want to say man woman this that and other that's what I'm not what I'm here to do mm-hmm. but there is a very um male um orientated um view that you know the woman should submit to the to the husband mm-hmm. they always forget to mention that the fact that you know the husband should also love the the, the wife like mm-hmm. Christ loves the church you get what I mean and mm-hmm. what that means as well so there's also that um, in regards to uh, relationships and what I've come across with my clients, it is the notion of some of them are very unhappy. However, they would never even consider divorce because of what they feel the church would say. And, you know, sometimes I've given, you know, clients an opportunity to kind of look at what it would look at, look like afterwards. And they just see themselves as lesser than if they're not in a partnership with a husband or if they don't, if they, if, if, um, if they do decide to divorce, what it would look like and what they would lose out on and potentially, you know, sometimes it's also finances as well. It's very difficult to leave somebody if they're the ones with the financial advantage. Do you get what I mean? So there's, there is a lot of that. However, at the same time, I do have clients 
that have divorced, they've been, they've, they've grown up in church, they've divorced, and they live, they're living their best life. Do you know what I mean? And I've had clients that have had, marriage, I mean, I, I deal with couples as well that are, that are in church. They've had problems in their relationship. However, well, coming to me and also just considering how they see themselves as Christians, they've been able to work themselves out and work out their relationship and they're happy in church. They're happy to, you know, submit to one another and things of that nature. So it, it is, it is not, I don't think it's as prominent as it used to be in mm-hmm. terms of submission. Mm-hmm. It is definitely still there. Um, however, it, there's a bit of leeway now. I would definitely say, I would definitely say there's a, a bit more leeway. Is there like, who do you turn to? Do you, within the church, is there like, um, I know like if you're getting married, you have like marriage mm-hmm. counselling, but when it comes to relationship, is there like, in fact, I do know this for a fact that I know there's like relationship counts. Someone like you might have like a, the pastor that mm. you'd speak to and things like that. Do you feel comfortable speaking to the pastor about the intimate side of the relationship? Is that is that? Can I answer that? Or is, is anyone else? Okay, someone answer? who's already someone who's going to church at the moment should answer first, and then I'll add my little bit. I don't have a view on this one. So. Okay. So it's, it's it's down to Tiana and uh, Sarah, please. <laughs> I'll go. I'm not a frequent goer to church, but there have been um, some f- uh, recent teaching series on sex, sexuality, transgender, all of that, which was over the summer, and it was really very good. Um, and I feel like if I needed to talk to somebody there is one person that I would probably go and speak to who would be on the pastoral team. But I don't think I would because I have my friends <laughs> and I have my family that I can talk to. So, yes, there is somebody, but I feel like I, I would have to have a better relationship with that person in order to unpack mm. something like like that. Yeah. I would say the same as well. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't go to church to, yeah. to discuss it. No, no. And it's and it's a little bit like when we were we when we were younger. Well, and I say younger. You wonder how old I am. Um, yeah, there was there was opportunity and there was better relationship with the the leaders of the church and especially in the youth sector. But again, having a conversation about sex in the way that we're talking about it here and now on, and on this podcast especially, mm. there was just no room no room for that. Mm. And what I would say to that, I mean, like, I'm I'm not a churchgoer in my adult life necessarily, but even that question posed to me about who would I go to in general to talk about difficulties or talk about sex in a way. And I was saying to these guys before we came on air that um, I, my friends, I've known my friends for 30 plus years, whatever. And we, it's funny, we make noises for having sex. Like we go, yeah, I, I met him last night and... <laughs> what's that what does that even mean <laughs> now what is that what, what is that sound for you know yeah. so it, it, and it's weird because we don't we i don't have my business like that even out to my close friends like they will know i hooked up with somebody we don't need to go to nitty-gritty we don't need to talk about it and just listen again to these podcasts made me wonder why what is that about even having conversations about sex for my children to learn. Where does my children learn about sex? Where do they learn about that? Exactly. I'm, I'm leaving them exactly. to, to teach them. Like, so again, it's provoked so much thoughts in me about 
yeah. sex and what it means to people and um, and what it means in society and why we 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 hide it and we we're secretive about it. It's just brought a lot into it, you know. So yeah, now I've got people I can go to. I've got my I've got the podcast I can listen to to get educated, and <laughs> <laughs> it's my new go to. And um, yeah, now we're having open conversation with my friends now, which is something that. I've seen it's even liberated them, you know, and I'm yeah. like, like even my girlfriend today, I called her and was like, oh, I forgot the questions that we were talking about. And she's, duh, 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 duh. she's texting me and I'm like, girl, you wouldn't have done this a week ago. Do you know what I mean? So it's nice yeah. to feel liberated enough to actually feel free to talk about things like this, you know, that's been so yeah. taboo in my life anyway for so long. So I have a question yeah. for you now, Maxine. Mm. Are you going to teach your children about the ins and outs of of sex now i mean i think i may be late on that you know because my children is 23 and 25 so <laughs> you know, i think you, you just never know which uh, well yeah i think i know um <laughs> but, <laughs> but however however when my daughter was going to university and again maybe this was late like she was 18 and i remember she was going to um live um in the area she was going to go university in and i remember packing up some condoms for her like giving her some condoms said that sis now if you're gonna do if you're gonna go out there i've got no supervision for you look after yourself and she was like mom it's like girlfriend (laughs) i ain't raising no babies you know so here you go do your thing but just be safe like that you know make sure that you don't get full full pressured by anybody blah 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 and i think that was the extent of the conversation i had with her about sex but i wanted her to know that you're of age where you probably was of age a long time ago to be having sex, but mm. now you're going to be away from my household. I want to just impart this information to you so that you know that mm. it's not taboo. You could come to me and talk to me about it. It's it's cool. Um, my other daughter, she's she's come out as gay when she was 16. Mm-hmm. So she's she's in a relationship. like and She was only one for a very long time. Like, we had to look for her for guidance. Like, how did you do this? Uh, <laughs> give me notes. But um, <laughs> she's living her best life. Yeah. But... Um, I remember a friend of my daughter's who went to university. I was speaking to the dad, um, and he and I said to him, I packed her off with some condoms, and he was like, "You did what? Yeah." And he was flabbergasted, and I said to him, "Why?" He said, "I wouldn't have done. I'm not giving my daughter condoms." I said, "But what? What?" what are you trying to achieve by not giving her the condoms? Like, mm. just because you don't give her the condom, she's not going to have sex? Mm. Listen, pal, I don't know if my daughter's having sex or not, but what I'm letting you know is she ain't bringing her baby into this yard today. But so, it, you're not give her the condom. the baby, it's the diseases as well. At, at, absolutely. Her. But, yeah. you know, the, the thing that always, you know, that in history that gets given to the woman as, you know, this is your responsibility, is a child who a guy doesn't want to have anything to do with. And that's what I I didn't want to do. And I didn't want her to have to limit her life chances because of that decision that was made at that time that the person that's in that decision decides to walk away from, Mm -hmm. you know? So I wanted her to make sure, yeah, we've got all the sexual disease and stuff, but ultimately you could be raising one of you (laughs) that you ain't ready to raise right now. Mm -hmm. And I ain't ready to raise it because I've done my time with y'all. I will live my best life right now. So, yeah, so she heard that. And, yeah, so, yeah, that answer your question. In regards to what Maxine had said and regards to the fact that, you know, she's now finding different ways to find out about sex and all of that stuff, it's actually a shame that it's in our, you know, however old we are, it's now that we're able to talk about sex because however many years ago, whenever it was that our parents were getting jiggy-jiggy, this is why we're all now able to talk about sex today and it's still a taboo to actually tell our kids how sex is or what sex is and how we should how how they should actually see sex and knowing that sex is for the both 
both males and females or for both genders, should I say, or all genders, should I say, is not for one more than the other. And to be able to impart that information into our um, children. Because even for myself, being a sex therapist, it was very, very difficult to talk to my daughter about masturbation. But I had to. Do you get what I mean? I had to tell her because because of things that I've seen in my, you know, therapy work and seen that in and a lot of people being coerced and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, I didn't never want that to happen to my child. Mm-hmm. So I had to let her know that, you know, masturbation is something that's available to her and, you know, her body's hers and that she should have agency over her body and not have to give it to somebody else to, for her to get that sexual stimulation that she can actually seek herself, which is very difficult for me, very but it had to be done. Mm-hmm. It had to be done. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I mean, I, I was... my my daughter is is more. I think my daughters in general are are actually mm. more mature than me. <laughs> I but like, yeah, same. Same. As an honest thing, I think they're actually more mature, um, emotionally emotionally intelligent more than myself. And um, yeah, when I when mm-hmm. I was doing the podcast, I actually told my daughter like she saw me in my bedroom kind of kiki keen. And she's like, what are you listening to? And I said, I'm listening mm-hmm. to a podcast about, you know, sex and blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, you just listen to receipts. Did it? And she started to give me a whole yeah. list of things. I, yeah. I, I was like, oh, okay. Like, my children school me. Mm. And I think the reason why they school me is because when I, I, I was my daughter's age, my youngest daughter's age when I had my eldest daughter. So I was 23. Mm. And... I think at the time I was I emerged from the rock obviously to have sex <laughs> clearly but after that I went back into the rock you know so a lot of my adult formative adult years were raising children raising babies you know so it's almost like I've been released from the shackles of raising children into a new world that I'm not I'm like I didn't know they built that over there. Mm. Why they over there? Oh my gosh, they, they changed that road. Yeah. The layout, everything is different now. Do you know what I mean? Like, and mm. that's what I thought when I went onto the dating sites. I thought I'll oh, just go on a dating site, meet somebody, go out for a drink, blah blah blah. I was like, oh hell no! What is this place? Like, mm-hmm. what is this deprivation? Uh, speechless, mm. speechless. You know mm. so my eyes have been kind of, I've been peeking and been kind of going back to my rock and peeking, but. Now I'm like you said, um, Sylvia. I'm I'm it's big of age, but I'm glad that I'm having the opportunity to um, explore. Yeah, I love that. that. Hadn't been taught to me. I, I wasn't even told about periods when I was growing. My mum didn't even tell me about periods. Yep. I remember I got my period in French class. I said to my friend, "I'm a dying girl. I'm dying. Like oh, what? I'm gonna die." And she was like, "What's wrong, girl?" I was like, "Oh my god, I'm bleeding from my nana." You're like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die." Like, That's your period. I was like, "Oh my god, what? What? You, what of this you're talking?" And she was like, "No, you go every month. You bleed." And I was like, oh, "Yeah." Friends. And I went home exactly. And I went home. I looked at mum like to say. You didn't tell me. Are you? And then I said, Mom, I think about a period. And she said, Can't call my sister say, Go get our pad. <laughs> and that was it. Mm. Mom was training. Oh, I was like, no. I was like, I said, Mom actually told my older sister to school me. And oh, I was like, wow, wow. I was like, Mother, are you for real? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You didn't even prior pri- pay me for it. You just had it coming to me at like French. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> so already, I've already put contextualized my, how my sexual conversations in the house was happening yeah. or not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, back in the day, it was a whole thing, pad with the wings and the, 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 the string and the whole type of thing. <laughs> Dr. White. Dr. White. It was horrific. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad the architectures of those got in play and just fixed that up. But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, living under a rock, but I'm emerging now. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, girl. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, 
what Maxine said actually made me think because even for me it was similar as well. I think I was at um, Adventure Playground and that's where I got my <laughs> my period. So obviously stained, come home, yeah. mum's like, probably the same thing as well. But it just makes me think mm. that why didn't they prepare us? Mm. And I don't know whether it's to do with, well, for me anyway, I know my mum's a single parent, so probably just mm. got so mm. much on. Mm. They're trying to think to be strong, be the person of the house. Mm. That, I mean, all it is is a pad. I'll just give you a pad. That will just, yeah, solve you, it. Yeah. That's fine. Now you know what to do. And even with the whole sex conversation as well, it's it was always like a taboo. Mm. You just you don't yeah. have sex. You don't talk to boys. You don't sleep around. Even in yeah. secondary school, even if you, with your friends, we never had those conversations like that. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It was always seen as like, oh, you're a wild person, or a wild mm-hmm. person. You're, that's a you're quite young anyway, so you shouldn't really. But anyway, um, but it just makes me think that. Um, when I do have a child, I definitely want to prepare them mm. for those conversations yeah. when it comes to sex, when it comes to sexual health. It's not mm. just about not don't have a baby. Mm. There's STDs yeah. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can catch anything. And so, it's it's the, also the relationships as well. Yeah. Yeah. Building yeah. positive relationships. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, obviously, the, the, the question was, you know, why, we weren't, why weren't we prepared? It's probably because our parents also weren't prepared. And mm-hmm. even if they were prepared, it was, was pretty, you know, scaremongering as well. Mm-hmm. Don't do this, don't do that. Whereas, you know, for females, it was probably a different teaching to men. Do you get what I mean? Or to the boys. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all part and parcel of how we actually see the roles of, um, the gender roles when it comes to sexuality as well. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Um, from thinking about it, it, it's not again. It's not just about religion. It's about culture. No. Yeah. It's what yes. what our parents, their parents, mm. they've been taught. So it's just yep. trickled down. Mm. And so we just yep. unless we change the narrative and have more of these conversations. Yep. Like myself personally, I with my boys, I'm just talking to them about their relationships, mm. what they're doing. Mm. Funny enough, I got the letter today, um, this weekend saying that my youngest, he's going to be having the PCSHE, whatever, class right, to yeah. talk about um, sex and sexuality. I can't remember what it actually said, but it's probably just sex education mm. on there. And yeah. I'm really intrigued to know what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can tell you, because when it was my uh, when it was lockdown, my daughter obviously still had school, mm. and um, they did it via online. Mm-hmm. And even with the teachers, the teachers didn't really want to even talk about sex. They just popped on a, a video and <laughs> so had them watch there. it. We're still at the video. Yeah, stage. it's still there. <laughs> I'm actually some sort of a sex education for the kids because it's still that taboo between you know kids. Uh, the teachers even talking about sex because we've all been brought up. Me, listen, I remember my sex education. We were all plopped into some hall, and you know them times when you had those big block TVs. Mm. So that big block TV was, was rolled into the assembly. Yeah, yeah, trust me. And I thought this is a free day for us, mate. Yeah. This is literally a free. All I remember from that video was a woman with a very, very hairy vagina, a vulva, mm. pushing out a baby, mm. and that's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> I can't remember how the baby got there. Nothing. Do you get what I mean? And if you talk to a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
if you talk to a lot of people, they do, uh, do they remember little little snippets of what they were educated on mm. because we were all educated wrong. No, I wouldn't say wrongly. We were just educated from a fear mongering point of view mm. more than anything else. Yeah, because the childbirth oh, yeah. is very distressing, isn't it? The whole childbirth moment is yeah. lots of pain. So it was a big mm-hmm. sign. In, and I went to a Roman Catholic girls' school. Uh, it was a big mm. sign. Don't do this because this is what yep. you will, this is what will happen to you. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So it's all out of sequence. Mm. There's no, you know, here's what happens. This is the sex that happens. This is how you might feel. Yep. These are the, the um, relationships that you can have. And then, you know... If you're blessed, yeah. You're I think I think mm-hmm. the, the focus hasn't been on healthy relationships mm-hmm. or relationships. It's mm-hmm. just been about sex. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's yeah. a space for sex, and you know, it, there's something to be said about a bit like what you were saying earlier at Sarah about soul ties or even just having a connection outside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's it's so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much. I don't too sure of um, the classes they teach at school now. I can't even remember being taught that when I was going to school. To be fair, I think. I think that was back in the time when they said, there's nobody putting their hand up to do that class, so he didn't get taught. Mm. I don't ever recall. I think the health relationships is something I've had to learn on my own, navigating yeah. through life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not even saying mm-hmm. I'm getting it right right now, do you know? But I know what, I'm, mm. what I want and what I'm looking for and what I don't want and what I'm not about mm. to tolerate. Yeah. Set those boundaries, but... Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then even unfortunately, with adults and self being, being self taught about sex education, unfortunately, it's from places like porn. And porn is like another mm. version of movies. It's yeah. all make believe. It's all not real. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not actually a, a porn watcher. I have tried it. Okay. Although mm. it's not because I don't like it. Uh, Ma'am, we're going to talk about this in another okay, podcast. Okay, okay, so I'll pause. Just going to wrap that up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, thank you. Ma'am, you are that's too true, early. That's true, that's <laughs> true. Sorry about <laughs> that, sorry about <laughs> that. So, <laughs> but um, can I just add no, about, no, no, about the um, the upcoming lessons for PSHE Sex and Relationships? Mm, yeah. Um, I think that some secondary teachers do just put on a video mm-hmm. because they don't want mm-hmm. to be the mm. focus of the lesson because of their own sexual of course. Um, orientation yeah. or lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very difficult mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. secondary school children. Yeah, I mean, like, my yeah. my son, wow. my oldest, he, um, he, he had his during lockdown. Mm. And yeah. whilst they were talking to him, it was one to one because he was. They were doing like one to one sessions with each other, and his tutor was actually he. Yeah, he was openly gay, mm. and so he felt very uncomfortable. Mm. Although he, although my son knew they mm. they'd never had that conversation mm. to say that he, you know, he certain gay type mm. thing but mm. he just knew and they'd had conversations about sexuality separate about different things so they had that understanding they had that mutual understanding mm. of what who was who and what was what yeah. going on yeah but still mm-hmm. when it came to them having conversations about um sexuality my son was just like no i don't want to have this conversation with you <laughs> And he was like, yeah. so he felt a bit like, oh, why don't you want to talk to me? And then I got involved in the conversation. He's like, I'll talk to my mum. I'll talk to my uncles. But I don't feel I should be being educated about this here. Good for him. 
and he's very you know eloquent yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he just it's like no i don't feel that there's a need to have that discussion he goes i'm not judgmental of anyone mm-hmm. i i i recognize he goes people think that i may be like judgmental because he will say things in a way that he describes what he sees mm-hmm. so if he sees that uh, he's, des- he's describing you as being gay doesn't mean he's saying oh because he's yeah, gay yeah. it's more that he's just that's what he's associating yeah. you with and so he'll describe you as that uh, but he doesn't care yeah mm. yeah yeah it doesn't make any difference to him so i'm i'm glad that he's open in that sense but then uh, <laughs> on the other foot when you're talking to him about certain things it's like it's quite it's quite funny talking to young people he'll go away and it's like one he'll be let's say he'll say yeah i'm i'm, I'm going to try something and then it's like no <laughs> let's talk about this we'll have a conversation and he'll be like no i don't like it no i'm not interested in come back i've tried something <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we have like those kind of conversations yeah, yeah. but it's continued like every week we're having different conversations about different things and it's just openly talking about things Brilliant. and i talk to his friends i talk to anyone it's just like He'll be, he'll, they'll be having a discussion about a girl and they'll be calling her a skit or something, just, just something derogatory. Mm. And I'll be like, no, 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 you're not doing that. Mm. And, and he's like, oh, okay, okay I'm a conversation. And I'm yeah. like, nah, yeah. not yeah. today. Because you wouldn't like if you, your sister was being called that. Yeah. And one day I mean? God may bless you with a daughter. Exactly, <laughs> okay? exactly. Uh-huh. So it's, I think it doesn't matter what your faith is mm. or what your decisions you make. I think it's all, as we always come down to the conclusion every week, <laughs> it's about communication yeah 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 because you're going to face different challenges at different points within your relationship be it that yeah. you starting out you're both of the same faith or you're not of the same faith or you have none whatsoever you still have to communicate what each other likes what your preferences are and understand and respect those boundaries that individuals have mm-hmm Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Preach it. Yeah, no, you are. <laughs> Preach. But one, one last thing, sorry. I just yeah, thought, as you were talking about, mm. you know, your son feeling very comfortable coming to you and saying to the teacher, actually, not with you, no mm. disrespect, but I just want to, I can get the information. Like, mm. where do we draw the line? For me, I think that teachers are given a hell of a lot of responsibility to raise other people's children. Yeah, yeah. And it annoys me. Yeah, very definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it really annoys me. And, mm-hmm. and parents out there, you know, some parents will be like, well, they should learn that from school. They should learn that from school. Mm-hmm. Dare a teacher then tell, tell, tell that parent, you know, you should send your child to bed at this time. What the hell are you telling me? Hold on, you, can't, you can't have it both ways. And we work in the field, so we hear yeah. it, yeah? yeah. <laughs> but, um, or or mm. when a teacher says to the, the parent, your child came to school a little bit dirty today yeah. and you might need to look after yeah. your child a little yeah. bit better and they don't like that either yeah, yeah but they want you to be teaching a child about yeah. sex and teach yeah. a child about mm-hmm. condoms and teach a child about this egg, you know all these things I'm just thinking do you know what I, I didn't give birth to your child you know right. <laughs> I'm, I will help you but I'm right. not giving birth to your child you so yeah. yeah so I kind of yeah <laughs> I definitely believe there should be a responsibility for parents to speak to their children first when it comes to sexual things and then obviously if there's anything additional that school can teach them that that's fine I really do think it should start from you know your caregivers yeah. but obviously it's about breaking the taboo from the caregivers to actually want to or feel comfortable enough to do so yes agreed yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. and that's generational isn't it mm. yeah it is so Sarah do you have any final thoughts mm. um no? no, no, no. If you don't, that's no, fine. Don't have any, any final thoughts. Sylvia, do you have any final thoughts? No, I don't. I'm, I'm happy that this conversation is coming about, and that you know we are talking about sex yeah. a lot more openly. 
Um, and yeah, long may it continue. And yeah, we may have future discussions. If anyone wants to bring any topics to us, we're open to having those discussions as well. And um, also, before we go, sorry, I didn't ask because you guys said one more thing before. That's why I'm just like I've checking got in. More to add yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what gets you in the mood, Maxine? In the mood? What do you mean, song? Yes, my love. We talked about this. There's many songs, you know, but like I said, I like a redeem, innit? <laughs> like a redeem. A redeem. Yeah, man. I like something to make the weirdest move, you know? Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I've, there's many songs, and I, I don't even want to go through that rabbit hole of picking songs, but the song I was thinking about, it was Buster Rhyme and, and Mariah, um, Baby, If You Give It To Me. Baby, If You Give It To Me. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also um janet jackson and black street boys i get so lonely now that's just a darn break track down break down break down girlfriend stop doing it break down <laughs> that is a tune so i think yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to the the rapture playlist hopefully that'll be on it and uh i'll put together my own little compilation mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. okay Uh, my one would have to be I've got several Um, I do like Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson Mm -hmm. ready go on Uh, no no, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that again like uh, gonna make gonna make gonna make (laughs) gonna make gonna make (laughs) scream your name (laughs) hey (laughs) yeah so that's that's a very good track on repeat yeah and Repeat, then, you know, go yeah. on with it. Mm. Yeah, and you got oops with, you know, tweet. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, there goes my. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. What? Mm. I love it. I yeah, love it. Some, Let's get it on. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's three of the top ones. Nice. Okay, give nice. it a good selection. You only had to give one, but it's, oh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> And Sarah. Sarah's going to come with something young, you know, and I'm not oh. going to know it. <laughs> um, so I'm more of like a slow jam okay. person. Mm-hmm. So I picked music so ch- soul child. Okay, okay. Okay. I think it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. 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 So beautiful. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I love those Every too. freaking yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You've got me. You've got me. <laughs> Come, Sylvia. Sylvia, you got one for us? Oh, um, I didn't know I was including this one. Um, well, if, it, if we're talking about Jodeci, sorry. Go on, go. On. Oh, oh, sorry. If we're talking about Jodeci, I would say what my favorite song with with them is "Time and Place." You got the time. I got the place hey. so we can hang. No, but it's on the um, after party um, singling. Oh, yeah. One, two, three one. seconds. Yeah. You have, man. You gotta have. You gotta have. Yeah. Okay. So that one, that one. Nice. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, thank no you problem. all so much for attending this podcast. And I um, hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Very much so. Thank, thank you. you wonderful and um, make sure you follow us on our socials so we've got the rapture play instagram page we have the caught up in the rapture web um, instagram page and rapture spelled r-a-r-a-p-c-h-a 
And so we have Caught Up in the Rapture on Insta. We also have our website where we are selling products and we'll be writing blogs and discussing um, our journeys into finding that ultimate level of pleasure. So check us out on rapture.co.uk. So that's a wrap for today. And thank you for getting caught up in the rapture. Thank you.